You know what, Mark? What's up? I think maybe we need to talk about Mike a little bit. I think maybe maybe he had us fooled. I'm starting to feel like maybe these last few episodes, Mike did not have the game that we thought he had, and my heart is breaking about it. Yeah, when Bachelorette ended up sending Mike packing, I think his stock was never higher in that white women loved Big Mike as much as they love Darius Rucker and Tiger Woods (laughs) before his wife caught him fucking around on her. But he lands in paradise, and you'd think if he got as far with one white woman as he got with Hannah B., then present him with 10 or so white women, and he should be banging at least two or three of them, right? Women of any color. I mean, really, I had such high hopes and expectations for Big Mike, and I really expected all of the chicks to be crawling all over him. But instead, they're crawling all over John Paul Jones, completely without reason. At least that's how it appeared. And now here we are. We're deep in paradise, and I'm starting to feel like maybe Big Mike wasn't as polarizing as we thought he was. Dare I say, perhaps ABC made the right decision not casting him as the next Bachelor. I don't know. My heart is broken. I am so terribly sad about it. I really had hoped to hear him say at least 117 more times about the three ladies in his life. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, Bachelor Nation. Welcome to Pillow Talk from the Fantasy Suite. This isn't the kind of pillow talk you may be thinking of. This is Fantasy Suite Pillow Talk, where we dish dirt and discuss all things Bachelor. We're your hosts, Mark and Renee, just two friends who like to chat weekly about the happenings on Bachelor Franchise TV. So go ahead and eavesdrop in on our conversation. Feels like we're near the end of this shit show known as Bachelor in Paradise. I can kind of feel the ending. Because you can feel the desperation rising. The desperation, the realness of it all, the implications of how will life go on outside of paradise. It's all sinking in. And we pick up with the official arrival of Angela into paradise where she decides to go on a date with Big Mike. Meanwhile, we have beach drama with the Clay, Tasha, Nicole, all trying to figure out Angela's motives for being in paradise. You've got Tasha also involved in the saga, which now involves JPJ, Derek, and Haley, which leads to Derek v. JPJ Part 3. We have an arrival of old Matt Donald and Luke S., who is the poor man's Nick Vile. They arrive back to back and enter into a double date with Sydney and Christina. Boring double date in history. Horrible double date there. We have Derek, who gets in a deep conversation with Tasha 
about their relationship and he determines that there is no future there and so he ejects we have another arrival in chase from jojo season and chase selects angela for a date while they're gone more beach drama in that blake has finally awoken from his hibernation and he decides on making a plan for christina as a romantic prospect Meanwhile, Clay is whining to anybody and everybody who will listen to him about the Angela situation, which leads to the rose ceremony, and they go as follows. Nicole's goes to Clay, Angela gives hers to Chase, Christian to Demi, Hannah to Dylan, Katie's goes to Chris B, Haley gives hers to Luke S, probably just by default, Kaylin's goes to Connor, Sydney to Matt, Tasha to JPJ, and finally, Christina gives her rose to Blake, which sends, sadly enough, Big Mike going home. The next arrival we have is Bree. Bree takes Matt Donald on a surfing date. And the last drama angle we get before the cliffhanger is that Kaylin and Connor are planning on booming in the boom boom room. And we see the mustache of Dean being shaved off where he returns and puts an ultimatum to Kaylin and cock blocks Connor in the process. So instant reaction. Where do you want to start with this one, Renee? Oh, boy. Um, as much as it pains me to do so, I suppose we should talk once again ad nauseum about John Paul Jones and Derek and Tasha. Let's just get that out of the way. Definitely. Finally, we see an end to this ridiculousness here. Crazy enough, John Paul Jones is the victor. Yeah, he was the last man standing in this. Which is kind of like being the thinnest kid at fat camp. I mean, let's face it, like this is just dragged on and on and on. And I do think, however, that the stock he lost with everyone last week when he basically verbally attacked Derek at Chris and Crystal's wedding and made a scene and then continued to make a scene, the bar with Wells and on the beach, not letting Derek talk, not letting Derek at least stand up for himself or explain his side of things. I feel like he took to Instagram to apologize for the way he handled that. He mentions it again at the beginning of the shows this week about how I believe he's telling Tasha and maybe he told a few other people about how he wishes he had handled that a little differently. However, he was not sorry. I don't believe he was sorry about anything that he said or anything he really did. I think he just was sorry about maybe the timing of it and um, seemed to rebound from that and then goes and tells Haley, uh, no, you're a big girl. Yeah, that was interesting. And yeah, you can shove that up your lily white asshole, JPJ. You do not talk to him in that way. Sorry. Yeah, he in essence told Haley that she is in fact a plan B, which she tells the camera, I am not anybody's plan B. Okay, on what planet does a girl who looks, sorry, a woman who looks like Haley, on what planet is that anybody's plan B? If she is a plan B, then the rest of all of us normal looking women are completely doomed. I think it's another hot chick with low self-esteem. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, aren't they all? Um, but, yeah, I, he gets my stamp of disapproval. I want nothing else to do with JPJ. I think it is completely ridiculous that Tasha chose to carry on with him. I don't think she's all that into him. I just think that she doesn't want to leave Paradise early. I don't know why he's so into her. It seems like him and Haley would have been a perfect match. They both have beautiful yeah. blonde hair. They're about the same in IQ level. They can have bland conversations together and not really challenge each other in wit. It seems like a pretty good fit. I don't know why they didn't just stick with it, but apparently Tasha's got something that JPJ wants. Derek kind of fucked him when he went and told Haley about JPJ's intentions with Tasha. So, well, yeah, you know what? That's far He's a little weasel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. You know what? If you want to stick your finger in somebody's face and berate them and not give them a chance to stick up for themselves and cause a scene at somebody's wedding, then you get what's coming to you. And at least Derek, you know, we have a saying here in the South. Well, I would never say that to her face. (laughs) And you know what? At least he was polite enough to say it behind his back instead of causing a big scene. So he got, you know, he got what was coming to him. He he did uh, get a little, a mouthful from Haley. But ultimately, I feel like this season, more so than any season thus far, has just defied all logic and explanation. We've got John Paul Jones as this hot commodity. We've got Blake as this hot commodity, despite having proven to everyone that he is a garbage human. We've got Big Mike leaving paradise with no rose and no love. We, you know, we, all of these things that it's just, it it is, I'm scratching my head. What is even happening? People are gaga over this guy who lives in a van. Hey, it's unique. Ah, yeah, yeah. Is it though? He's a rebel. Yeah, well, (laughs) okay. He's he's the guy your daddy warned you about not to date. And that makes him all the more attractive. Sadly, I think my daddy warned me about just about every character on this show. <laughs> <laughs> every walking, breathing stereotype yes, that's embodied yes. in this show. From man all these no douchebags. All these douchebag guys, exactly. During Haley's little pity party to the camera, she asked the mopey question, why would anybody want to date me? I thought they were setting this up for Blake to move in. He's going to smell blood in the water. Since a little sick and weak one that he could pick off easily and take down, but he didn't. So either he's oblivious and aloof to the situation, or that's not his type of girl. That's not his cup of tea. I don't think Blake has a type. I think Blake's type is willing. I will say this much. I think Blake was so wrapped up in his own why doesn't anybody love me pity party that that's probably why he was not aware as much about what was going on. I think he was over there feeling bad for himself until which point he woke up and decided to start scheming. But I suppose we'll get to that part later. Absolutely. So we can finally say goodbye to Derek. Uh, Paradise was not made for him, obviously. He got axed to the prom and dumped before the after party. Bye, Derek. Yeah, and my one thought on Derek is he tweeted like, my person's out there, I'll find her. It doesn't matter if you find her and meet the right person, bro. You can't close a deal with her anyways. You've shown it. You are an ofer. You didn't close JoJo. You didn't close Demi. And you didn't close Taysha. You weren't even close on Taysha. So, hey, 
you're a friend zone kind of guy, apparently. And that's why they didn't well, choose him for Bachelor. That's true, yeah. I don't they think Derek would have made a good Bachelor. No. But, you know, for all you single ladies out there who crave that sort of desperation, go on, slide into those DMs. There's a chance. Yeah, go for it. Because apparently he has the choice to sleep with all the women that are in his podcast followers group. But he chooses not to. That's what he told JPJ. He's an upstanding kind of guy. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's, what, that's his story, and he's sticking to it. You can milk him for free drinks and free dinner, and he won't force you to have sex with him or pressure you. We've seen it on camera. He doesn't make his move. You could play this guy. Oh, well, good luck, Derek. Good luck. Until next time. He better be done. This will not be Crispy Part 2. Derek, I don't know. <laughs> making his eighth appearance on a Bachelor show. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna really laugh hard if he comes back. <laughs> oh, gosh. Please. And then snag somebody like of a crazy hotness caliber, like a Jojo or a a Jade type. I mean, you just watch. Stranger things have happened. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and put that out there now. We'll talk about it next August. I say Derek comes back and ends up snagging like the ultimate prize. Maybe if Wells gets promoted, Derek would be a bartender in paradise. That's about it. You know what? If Chris Harrison ever leaves the game, let's face it, he's not aged one bit. Whoever's doing his face work is doing a fantastic job. So yeah. shout out to that guy or gal. Yeah. But if Chris Harrison ever decides to leave the game, Wells is the next Chris Harrison. Yeah, I can see that. Or my man, Jesse Palmer. Oh, you know I love me some Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer. You know I love him. <laughs> Bachelor alum, and he's ESPN, Golden uh, Boy. I'm He'd drooling. Be a He's already in the ABC family, so. I am drooling on my microphone right now. We can't talk about Jesse Palmer. Where do you want to go now? I've got a burn on Matt Donald if you want to go there next. Yeah, okay, let's go there next. We'll save this whole Clay, Tasha, Nicole, Angela mess. We'll do that all at once. All right, let's get on this guy. So Matt Donald looks like every return missionary Mormon that has ever grace the streets of Provo, Utah. This guy, <laughs> seriously, he is a dead ringer from the, the, the high-pitched effeminate voice to the hair. He wears all the white shirts. I mean, this guy, he's very concerned about what his mother thinks, like his mom's going to kill him oh, for, is he? for semi-gratuitous making out on national television. I mean, it's not like he's getting nip or anything. It's just, I honestly just, did not know who this guy was until he mentioned the farm and the fact that his, is it his parents and his siblings are all deaf? I, I can't yes. I remember if he's got, there's a yeah, story. Yes, so yeah, until they mentioned that. Yeah. Right. And then I was like, oh, I remember that guy. Like, I was sad that she sent him home what was probably the first night. I kind of had some feels for him and I was like, okay, he's a, he seems like a good guy. But after the second time he mentioned his mom, I was like, yeah, no, that's a project, girls. That is a project. You will never, ever, 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 ever be as good as Matt Donald's poor mother. So you are wasting your time trying. You will be reminded of that at every turn and likely even in the bedroom. So that's a hard pass for me. Hard pass, zero game. He will not make the first move. He's not that funny. 
No. I, I don't think he's got a nice body. He doesn't seem very tall. He but does he's got have a nice, a nice body. body. And he actually got compliments from JPJ on what his his traps and his and his rhomboids or whatever. Yeah, his rhomboids. <laughs> seriously, Matt Donald is a dime a dozen here in Utah. There are tons of that guy. We've all dated that guy. I promise you, look, I dated that guy probably twice in college. Oh, boy. And it does not matter what you do. He is a mama's boy through and through. You get in good with the mom, it's all fine. But you'll cook his favorite meal. It won't taste as good as when mom cooks it. You'll launder his clothes for him. Oh, well, you know, when mom does it, she irons it this way. Yeah, you know, I'm telling you, look, we've all been there. Everybody dates that guy. Nobody marries that guy. You've got to flip down the bedside picture of his mom so you don't yeah. see it while you're having sex. You're like, yeah. can we just lower this? Thank you. All right. So, yeah, uh, production had a lot of fun with that first kiss, the, the eventual kiss with him and Sydney. That was painful. Just the it anticipation. Was. Like, she was about, I, I kept screaming to the TV, touch his dick. Like, you want him to kiss you. <laughs> Touch his dick. He will get the message. Uh, if you do not do that, he will, he will never come up. Uh, you, you could touch your lips and touch your hair and lean in. He's not getting any of that no, message. Subtle, subtlety is not his language no. here. He speaks English. He speaks American Sign Language. He does not speak subtlety. If he's straight, grab his package. He will kiss you. No, I don't. I, honestly, I think you're wrong there. I think if you go and reach and grab old Matt Donald's package, Matt Donald is going to scream like a little girl. <laughs> All I could think was the water boy and Bobby Boucher. All right. Bobby ma, 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 mama said. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was all I could think with old Matt Donald. But my mama, my mama says, <laughs> my mama says women is the devil. Oh, well. Do you want to talk about Luke S. and how yeah, he was I mean, this, these two episodes? Like we saw him. He had some drinks, the, the what the spicy whatever it was, martinis or something. The, the, what the drink is it with hot. all these guys with weak stomachs? Yeah. None of them would last a minute down here in the south. This is true. Lucas had a very minimal role, so we're just gonna skip over him. I think they brought him on just solely for the opportunity to be able to do the side by side of him and Nick Bial and yeah. that they looked similar. Um, as far as their double date picks, I wasn't totally shocked about Matt picking Sydney. Luke S. picking Christina, I kind of saw him going for Haley, who seemed a little more available, but whatever. It was literally the most boring double date in all of Bachelor history. It was excruciating to watch. If all of them left tomorrow, I probably would not even notice. Yeah, and not to mention Christina, she has played the how long can I stay in paradise without having to put out for any dude game. And she's playing yep. it very well. Oh, absolutely. Right? She yeah, went on Christina a date. got herself a paid vacation. Yeah, she, she has played this, played the politics of it, and has extended this stay in paradise without, without really any skin in the game, right? No real coupling up with anybody. No boom, boom room. No having to, you know, do anything. She just kind yeah. of getting the roses when she needs to get the roses and then kind of slinking along. So props to her. But she got called out for this date and she went. But, you know, minimal investment. 
Yeah, I did feel a little bit bad for her. I do feel like she is just kind of doing what she needs to do to stick around. But you did see these moments where she is talking with production and you see these moments where she's got a glimmer of hope where someone arrives that she's a little bit excited about and then ultimately that person overlooks her. So I did feel a little bad about that. I feel like she's biding her time, but she also was, there were a few people over time that she seemed to take a bit of an interest in. I know when Chase showed up, she was, she had made a couple of comments about uh, being interested in him or at, at the very least being attracted to him. And then he overlooked her for Angela. So I think she is guarded and rightfully so. I think she got a bad rap from the last paradise where she had all the drama with Dean and there was a lot of crying and snotty sounding accented arguments. And I think that ultimately she may have paid the price for that way more than Dean did. He came out smelling like a rose, even though he lives in a van, uh, which I will (laughs) never fail to mention at any opportunity. I'm reminding all of you ladies do not be fooled by the glowing smile. He lives in a van. But as we often see in reality, when there's a situation with a guy and a girl, the girl very quickly becomes labeled as crazy. So, and I kind of feel like that's what happened here. I mean, Dean clearly screwed her over in paradise, but, oh, well, you know, she's crazy. So I I don't know if that's anything to do with it. Just a little, a little feminist perspective there uh, on Christina, but I hope she finds what she's looking for. I do think that she is totally barking up the wrong tree with this whole Blake business. That was very carefully orchestrated for him not to go home. Yeah, definitely. Where do you want to go next? Want to go to Blake? Yeah, might as well. We're already here. Blake is finally coming out of hibernation. I'm very impressed that he's gone this long without getting laid with as much sex as this guy's used to if stagecoach is any indicator of his usual sex frequency. He's had opportunities to pursue single women, right? We've had had Angela, Haley, Tasha, women who are not really locked down right at this moment with anybody in particular. And so he finally comes to his senses and has an epiphany and realizes that he needs to make it work with Christina. I don't know about you, but I don't go back to last week's leftovers. Once I've been there and had it, it's time to move on. But he's willing to go back. What do you think about the pick? Uh, I think that the reasoning behind it has very little to do with him wanting to be with Christina. I think that He wants to ride the Paradise Gravy Train as long as it'll take him. Uh, The longer he sticks around, the more camera time he gets, the more recognizable he becomes, the more Instagram followers he gets, yada, yada, yada. We all know how this works. I also think that Blake is a master at saying the right things. I think along with old Matt Donald, Blake is also another guy that we have all dated Uh, He says exactly what he needs to say, and it is just what you need to hear. And his whole spiel to Christina about, here I was coming to paradise looking for love, and it was right in front of me the whole time. Oh, my God. I threw up in my mouth. So good. And you're right. It is a total desperation move. You got to find the rose to get to the next week. His best 
His calculations have led him to believe his best chance is with Christina. And perfectly said, he says exactly what he needs to say and how to say it in order to get what he wants. He wore her down and got it. It worked. Got the yeah, rose. I, I, I had a little bit of hope because as he was saying it, she kind of had that stank face on where you, you were like, <laughs> oh, she's not buying. She's not buying what he's selling. But then then she went along with it. So I don't know. I like to think Christina's smarter than that. I do not think she is completely sold on it. I think she at least I hope she's kind of like, yeah, OK, we'll play this game for a little while because she was on high alert when Brie arrived and she just knew that he was going to go on that date. I was waiting for him like, oh, girl, he going on that date with Brie. Oh, um, Brie was Brie was banging. She looked she's good. Beautiful. She is so beautiful. And I mean, old Matt Donald strikes out again. I really did think that Blake was going to go if she asked. I was totally shocked that he he turned her down. And I I think he has learned enough throughout this season in Paradise to know that he's on thin ice with everybody. And had he gone on that date, that would have been the nail in his coffin. I think he would have been completely blackballed as just not the guy you want to date. Yeah. And so Christina had one other choice, right? She had Big Mike to give her rose to if she didn't give it to Blake. So I guess how that would have been perceived, she would have been a hero to everybody watching at home for saving Mike one more week. Mm. But I still think originally back in our first or second episode that we taped, she's sadistic and she wants him to watch her find a love interest in paradise she wants that magical guy to come down and she wants him to have to watch her macking down on somebody that hasn't happened yet so she has to extend this rose to him to get that scenario to come to fruition again my own uh theory about the situation yeah i I just i'm blake has worn me out worn me down this season (laughs) i'm about as over him as i am john paul jones i think christina plays the long game here she may give him a short victory with this one rose, but I think she's got a bigger picture of oh, what needs to happen. Absolutely. I wouldn't bet against her. Yeah, no doubt. So, Is it time to go to Clay and Angela and Nicole? Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not sure that we have much else to discuss. I mean, Chase and Chase was kind of a, a non starter. I didn't didn't really see much chemistry there with him or or anything Um, the the biggest thing with chase is the twitter picture that ashley spivey posted with him and tommy lauren embracing together oh i did not see or hear of that yeah you go find that out so either they dated or they're friends or something but that definitely got him on the outskis with jojo since those two don't like each other yeah, well, I imagine that probably gets him on the outs with a lot of people. <laughs> a lot, because a lot of vaccination is totally left-wing liberal. I mean, so. look, I followed him on Instagram for the longest time. He mostly posted shirtless workout pictures, and hey, I'm here for that. So, <laughs> you know, I, he's he is definitely some good eye candy, um, even if I can't get behind his uh, choice in females, but... Yeah, I, it was strange for him to arrive. I almost feel like 
ABC is getting desperate. Like, okay, who can we dig up from when? And who can we have them say that they're here for that will cause controversy? So, okay, uh, let's get Chase. And, uh, hey, Chase, can you say you're here for Angela? Yeah, okay. Pretty much, yeah. Want to go to the beach? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting they're getting Because there was no chemistry. No. No. But the episode opens with an ominous saying from Nicole, Nothing can ruin what we have. And then here comes Angela. (laughs) Yep. The one thing that can ruin what you have is now on the beach. And you see Clay just go ghost white when he sees that. I was surprised that Nicole took initiative to have a one-on-one talk with Angela immediately. And of course, Tasha like goes into a perch mode to witness what's going on. Tasha's like taking the role of Annalise in that there's some hating on Clay, you know, unsure of his mental state to commit relationship. Tasha busts him out because he didn't announce Nicole as his girlfriend at the wedding. So she calls him out on it. And that probably earned her, you know, wing girl of the year with Nicole. Yeah. I didn't know Tasha and Nicole were so tight like that. I don't know that they were. I think they've probably grown closer being that they've both been there since day one. Tasha's right, though. You're waking up in bed with her every morning and you're going to go to this wedding where your ex-girlfriend is uh, part of the wedding party and be like, this is my friend, Nicole. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I ain't your so, friends. Right. If I'm your well, friend, then you can sleep by yourself tonight. Exactly. If I'm your friend, you're not getting any ass. So That's which right. is it? Agreed. I'm on board with that. How do you feel about nobody trusting Angela's motives? It's almost like she lost her right to get laid because she got dumped. That's kind of like, you know, victim blaming. She was broken up with, so apparently she can't seek out love interests of her own in paradise. How'd you come out on the whole Angela's motives? I see both sides of this, okay? I We have discussed prior the whole breakup and how, you know, we both had theories about what happened there and why he suddenly broke things off and why she uh, appears to have been blindsided by it. I mean, she mentions in a conversation with him that we, two days before we broke up, we were talking about what we were going to name our babies. Yeah. Uh, what our babies were going to look like. That's or something some serious to that effect. shit. That's so, a serious shit to talk about. Yeah. And then she also mentions that he never told you he loved you or something like that. I got the impression that he actually had told her he loved her because she kind of was giving him side eye. Like, why do people think that you never you weren't in love with me? And I, I, I kind of feel like maybe there's some blurred lines there about what actually happened versus what Clay is telling people has happened. So I kind of feel like she's getting a bad rap. I kind of feel like he has told only the parts and pieces of this story that do not make him look bad. I agree Uh, with that. You know, some selective recollection of what happened. And I have as a note as well, Clay never dropped an L bomb question, question mark. Right. Well, you know, I'm not saying Clay's a bad guy. I mean, look, We're in paradise where standards are obviously pretty damn low. I think he's a good guy, but I think he is using a little bit of that NFL media training to make (laughs) sure that he is spinning things in a way where he 
can maintain this I'm a good guy persona. I think that no matter what her motives were, and I don't think that she, at the end of the day, I think she had quite a glow up. She, yeah, she did. She got that revenge body. She got that mm. revenge face. Hell she's, yeah, she did. You know, she's got amazing hair. So I think she wanted to show that off. And I don't think it had as much to do with finding a guy or finding love. I think she just wanted to make sure that it was not all for nothing, that everybody got to see like, hey, look at me. I'm doing fine. I think she got a bad rap. I hate that people already had these preconceived notions about her before she even arrived. I hate that Clay sat there and bitched and whined about it the whole time. Like, well, I mean, you know, I don't want to sit here and see her dating other people. Well, do you really think she wants to sit there and see your ass dating somebody else? Like, no doubt. You're the one waking up every day in the boom, boom room with Nicole. Yeah. It goes both ways, pal. Double standard, dude. Complete. So whether she's here in paradise or not, she's still going to have to see you dating somebody else because this airs on national freaking television. So, yeah. you know, I I feel like Tasha kind of pushed Nicole, not that Nicole needed a whole lot of pushing, but pushed Nicole to have a conversation and put things out there with Angela and let her know not to mess with your man. I don't think Angela was trying to mess with your man. I don't, I think Angela was coming so that she could show everybody how awesome she looks and how she's doing great after this breakup. It saves her a little face. Anytime you're the one who got dumped. Props to her for not showing up in paradise and being all, woe is me, we were in love, he dumped me out of the blue. Props to her for showing up and being like, hey, I'm fine, you're fine, it's all good, you date Nicole, I'm going to date people, everything's fine. She has said very little to him. When she sits down and talks to him, she lets him talk long enough to hang himself. Yeah. I mean... She has mastered the art of shut up and listen, and he will eventually incriminate himself. I mean, the only time she got heated with him at all was this last conversation in Paradise. And even then, she kept it classy. She has, regardless of what her motives may or may not have been, regardless of how it makes him feel that she's there, she has stayed very classy. With regard to this breakup, she has not gone and and flaunted things in his face, which... I think a lot of other women, especially these women that are in paradise, would not have handled things quite as classy as what Angela has. So hats off to her for that. Yeah. I always have room on my television for her. She wants to (laughs) jump on. I am not going to flip the channels on Angela. So we wish her all the best and future success in finding love. Yep. Is it time to move on to the Connor Kalen Dean? Oh, man. Saga. I don't even know. Oh, I mean, man. We could, we could sidebar and talk about Demi's bathing suit. That was, I mean, whoever's styling her, whoever is, is picking out these cuts for her, that was a slam dunk home run. Perfect. I mean, it was it was just a great cut on her. It was a 10. A fucking 10. <laughs> it was a 10. <laughs> it was a fucking black superhero, like, Marvel action hero look it was amazing on her and she rocked it like a champ that made my heart warm i'm sure that's not all it made warm (laughs) and you know what else 
we got the Boom Boom Room back officially with Dylan and Hannah getting up in that bad boy. Ugh. So, that made me happy. Yeah. We got, we got it back. I thought we were going to go a whole season without it, but they got up in it. Crispy and Katie, they had like two conversations about yeah. it to confirm he got the approval to go hit that. Yes. Although, you know, I love how they don't say, hey, want to go smush in the boom, boom room? Oh. They say, I'm ready to take our relationship to the next level. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I.e., it's been several weeks. I haven't blown a load. I need to get laid. Let's go. So give me the green light. She consents. He got the green light. And I'm assuming they went and took care of that. They're cute so. together. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I like them together hey he's honest about his intentions he gave it the chance for conversation look this is his redemption season this is his redemption after the shit show from last time where he got drunk and made a scene on the beach this is crispy looking for redemption and i think he's got it hey and crispy also stepped into his fatherly role as the elder statesman of the crew and gave some sage advice to jpj on staying true to himself and his intentions for this whole thing in the beginning yes. of episode 10. So Yes, I do love also how uh, at the bottom of the screen it says Crispy, <laughs> age 32. I mean, he's a whole 32 years old and he's the old guy. He's um, the old guy. And I love for where the occupation normally is, his says, not Gerard Butler. Yeah, yeah, they got that phone Well that. played, well played. <laughs> Crispy's all stepping right. into it. He's doing, so, he's doing a solid on all fronts, so good for him. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Kaylin and Connor. Kaylin yeah. and Dean. Kaylin and well, more drama. Have we ever seen Kaylin and Connor talk? Because all, all I see them is making out in the pool, making out in a chair, snuggling. Like, do they ever uh, talk to each other? I don't know, dude. I don't think so. I don't think Connor's ever talked to her more than just like, huh, we're painting and we're doing a good job. So let's make out some more. Look, I'm not mad at it. I swear. It's like I look at him. I'm like, oh, man, he's so hot. He's so tall, whatever. And then he opens his mouth. I'm like, nope, I'm out. Yeah, him and JPJ have the same IQ It's like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. But it's, yeah, it's Connor and John Paul Jones' Excellent Adventure in Paradise. Just kill me. I think he was telling, who was he working out with on the beach? He was working out with somebody. And Mm -hmm. I think it was Dylan. I think it was Dylan. Yeah, it was. Was it was in the morning. He's like, yeah, Kayla and I have talked about going to the Boom Boom Room. Like, it was all set up. Like, tonight's the night. I'm breaking into panties tonight. And lo and behold, who comes walking up the beach? Dun, dun, dun. Fuckboy Dean is back. Mustacheless Fuckboy <laughs> Dean is back. Clean cut Dean. Looking like a Backstreet Boy. Yep. How did he phrase it? He was, what, rented a car to drive to the Grand Canyon, yes. thought about her. Because, you know, people who live in vans can't just think about things without, like, having some introspective moment overlooking the Grand Canyon. I mean, my God. <laughs> yeah, so apparently he missed Kaylin. He wanted her with him on the trip. Flies down, or goes to San Diego, flies down, and... Apparently, he's in a rush to get back because he drops the ultimatum on her, like, leave paradise with me tonight. And that's where we end the episode. Total cliffhanger, total mindfuck, total cock block on Connor and his intentions. 
Dean is back to his old tricks. He finally reared his ugly head. What do you think she's going to do? I didn't watch the previews for next week, so. They don't, they didn't give us much. I just, I can't even believe that she is entertaining this bullshit. Look, whether you want to be with Connor, like maybe, I mean, I don't think Connor's the one for her. I think Connor's like, I don't think he's Mr. Right. I think he's Mr. Right now. But whether you're interested in that or not, the fact that she didn't just immediately be like, get the fuck off this beach. I don't want to see you. I don't want to talk to you. You dump me on my birthday. You can eat a dick. Adios. Fact that she even went and he was like, hey, can we talk? You know, and she's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, No, no, girl, no. She wouldn't hold his hand, though, so she did have some resistance. Oh, yeah, well, you know what? It doesn't matter. He's just going to say a bunch of shit that you want to hear. And if she goes back with him, you can't. If she's going to be that kind of girl who picks Blake and then Dean and then Dean again, (laughs) you know, some people can't be helped. It's like you got to help yourself. You can't we can't fix this for you. This could be a storybook ending for her, right? Her man comes back, sweeps her off her feet, and they sail away together or fly away together. Or drive away together in his it's, van. It's romantic. No, to a it's certain not. Degree. It's he not. Back he lives in a van. <laughs> I can't. I can't get past it. And you know what? Again, he dumped you on your birthday. Do you not want the guy who, like, can't live without you? Or do you want the guy who's, like... Yeah, I'm not what's best for you. I'm going to make this decision for you. And then I'm going to go home and realize I have no prospects because I live in a van. So I'm going to rent a car because my shitty van won't make the drive all the way down to Flagstaff and go to the Grand Canyon and have deep thoughts and come back for you. Uh, Yeah, no, sorry. I'm just not, I'm not buying it. I don't think he's genuine. I think he left because it was going to be a big TV moment. And I think he came back because if you got one big TV moment, why not have two? <laughs> but those blue eyes and those bleached white teeth, they're so entrancing, captivating. No. She's I'm under sorry. his spell. I think she it might really work. Is. She really You work. know what? I think you're right. I think it might. And I, I got no words. Kaylin digs the bad boy. What can I say? He's not even a bad boy. He's just a loser. Like, that's the whole thing. There's a difference between a bad boy and a loser. And I get it. If, that, <laughs> if bad boys are your thing, okay. But, like, being a bad boy doesn't just mean daddy wouldn't approve. Like, Dean is not a bad boy. He's just a loser. Blake's more of a bad boy than Dean. Oh, Blake. Jeez, Louise. Well, I guess we'll find out what she does next week. But So is next week the last week? I mean, I, I, we are now be into the close. NFL season. Yeah, it's so. got to end soon. It, that, th- those two do not overlap very much. No, I didn't think they overlapped at all. But then, obviously, Monday Night Football, we're going to have some uh, some DVR action happening. Yeah, I've got Saints-Texans. So that, that's going to be – I have to watch this either late that night or the next day, get a four-hour burst in to yeah. get get caught up. Should be interesting on, on this finish and see if anybody proposes at all 
it what will, are your will, what are your thoughts and predictions on that? Do you think there's going to be any rings given out? I think Dylan will because I think there's no other way for him to hold on to Hannah G unless he's got a ring on it before he comes back to the states. Now that may last only three or four weeks because they're both babies. They have That's no clue what they want. No. Other than that, I don't think Chris B is going to propose. If anything, Chris B will be like, uh, "Come live with me, Katie. Let's let's cohabitate." <laughs> Everybody else is no. There's no Nicole and Clay future. Demi and Christian. Well, what rush are they in? Yeah, I've got a prediction though. Let's hear it. I think John Paul Jones is going to try to propose to Tasha. That would be very JPJ of him to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it will not shock me at all. And I think she will probably be shocked enough by it that she might even accidentally say yes. It's going to be TV gold if yeah. he does. Yeah. It will be elongated and wordy, probably circular logic employed. Uh, yeah, like, uh, I never thought I'd find a girl like you. Uh, <laughs> I can't live another day without you. Meanwhile, somebody call Life Alert and have an ambulance on standby for Portacia's daddy. Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh, that'd be a great meeting. Oh, look, I, there should be a whole, at least, like, a whole episode of, of that Meet the Parents, that version of that. You know, I, I would think Chris Harrison would try to talk him out of it. Just like Chris Harrison had to give some advice to Matt on getting that first kiss out of the way, which was totally embarrassing, by the way. You could have the show host coach you up. <laughs> Come to here. Go in and, Come here. To, Sit down with Uncle Chris. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let Uncle uh, Chris tell you what to do. <laughs> I think Chris Harrison would be like, you know what, JPJ? I'm going to give you a little advice. I don't think you're ready for this. I think you should go somewhere in the middle of dating and marriage dedicated monogamous relationship start there oh i mean but that's that's you assuming that chris harrison is operating with john paul jones best interest in mind yeah yeah i mean i I truly do believe that uncle chris cares deeply about all of these cast members however i think that every every bit of tv gold ratings trumps that the show must go on. Yeah. Here you go, yeah. John Paul Jones. Meet my friend Neil Lane. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that would be an interesting conversation, too. Yeah, I like the shiny rings. The real sparkles, <laughs> you know. Bring out her face. <laughs> just, just horrible. He's such an idiot. He really is. Golly. He really is. <laughs> What's the over-under on whether he starts gagging and retching during the proposal? <laughs> <laughs> Or, <laughs> or, or do you imagine the ceremony where, you, where the bride feeds the groom the wedding cake and vice versa? <laughs> he starts puking everywhere. <laughs> oh, maybe Connor can give the toast at their wedding so you can keep with the same uh, the same dialect uh, as what John Paul I Jones had. Speak to all the bros in the crowd from yeah. JPJ's frat. Yeah, totally. Oh, boy. So much to look forward to. Yeah. Welp, you want to give a shout out to our listeners for anything? Yeah. Uh, just thanks. Thanks for still listening to us after uh, this many weeks. That's yeah. awesome that we're actually 
reaching people and that I'm sitting here in my closet at my house because it's the quietest place to record from and y'all are actually enjoying it. So it's a, a very strange little thing that we've got going here, but we like it. Yep, it's fun. And if you enjoy it, please share our show with a friend or two or as many as you'd like. Because we'd love to reach more of y'all. And any feedback that you have, please drop that on the Facebook page. We will be, once again, transitioning to iTunes and Spotify for the Bachelor season, which will inevitably come, what, late late this fall, this winter time frame? Uh, it's usually January, beginning January of January. January time frame. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be a busy time with NFL playoffs and all. Yeah. Uh, it'll be easier to sync with your iTunes, phone, download, all that kind of stuff, or stream at Spotify. So it will be easier to listen to us, but definitely uh, get the word out, if you would, please. It helps you know grow our show's numbers, and apparently we're hitting three countries right now, and we'd love to hit a few more if we could. So Yeah, share the Facebook page, us. too. That's definitely. where, uh, Kick that's it where around we get like, a lot of info. Push it around like a beach ball to all your friends. So share it, <laughs> any of your Bachelor Nation buddies who you would think would enjoy the show as well. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in another week down. Uh, what one, maybe two more weeks left in paradise. So look forward to wrapping this all up for y'all. Yep. It'll be a strong finish filled with drama that you never saw coming at you. So yeah. Yeah. We'll do it again. See you next week. All right. See y'all next week. <laughs>